Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on? Man, I'm just still in awe of episode 88 where we had a live studio audience. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was, and we're we're back at it today. We've got 95,000 people in the arena today. Now. Woo! <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> I heard one of them. Oh, man. Yeah. That was really awesome, though. That was fun, man. I, thanks to, to everybody that, that showed out. I, I didn't actually do a real head count. There's somewhere between, I don't know, 80 to 100 people there, which is still crazy. It was pretty cool. That's actually officially the biggest draw we've ever had live. We broke. <laughs> and the worst. It's the hey, best come on, and the worst. Come on. We're going to look at this a good way. Um, well, Today's topic is kind of interesting. I think it's going to be kind of fun as well and maybe depressing, but also good information. I'm going to talk about the reasons that employees quit. And are they more or less likely to quit at a startup? That's a good question. That's a really good question. What do you think? That's part of it. I mean, we do talk about startups. I think we got to talk about that part of it too. Like whether or not they quit at startups or like it's, I think it's harder as a, it, as a startup, I think it's harder to attract employees. It is. Yeah. Yes. And no. Depends on, depends on the person. Some I mean, people get, like that. Some people don't. Yeah. You get some people that have maybe out of college, they work at some big company and they eventually realize that nothing they do really matters and that they are a cog in the wheel and they're looking to do work somewhere they can make a difference. Right. And sometimes yeah. it's the opposite, though. Sometimes it's someone my age that doesn't want to take the leap and the jump that, you know, that they have a wife, they have a couple kids. Right. Um, maybe they've made a couple bucks along the way and they're not interested in, in rolling the dice there. Yeah. So that's why they wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Or I, I said, I think why they would want to do it. Either way, right. they're probably going to have to quit a job to take a new one. Job security is a big one. So yeah. I mean, that's that's part of the issues with recruiting people at startups. And when people quit at a startup, it hurts a lot more. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it's you got, like 5% of your staff. Yeah. If you have 20 people, if you have three people, you just lost 33% of your team. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody's critical in the role that they play. We're in a bigger corporation. You do have just a bunch of cogs in the wheel and you're like, Johnny left. It's like, you know, whatever. Are you saying that? HR will replace them in two weeks. I'm going to just take what you just said as nothing but uh, kind words about my necessity, not only here at the podcast, but also at full scale and the other things that I do. I probably shouldn't have said Johnny. Johnny, if you're listening, we love John, you. That's a good point. Yeah, we can't really <laughs> use Johnny. As a, Johnny, do not quit. All right. Well, we've got a list of things here. Um, I think the first one's a good one. How about the relationship they have with their boss? Well, it says right here, a bad boss is the number one reason why employees quit their job. And I definitely think that's the truth they people quit because of their manager they don't if they don't like their manager that's a big part of it yeah there's a number of different reasons why people won't like their manager and uh, i've said this before sometimes when you are the manager or the leader or whatever um sometimes when you're doing the best job possible not everyone's gonna like you well, which is true which is yeah. fine i mean yeah. I sometimes go you gotta yeah. 
whip people into shape a little bit to be good at their job. Well, sometimes it's also you have to make tough decisions though, yeah. that aren't always popular, but yeah. they have to be made and the greater good of the company or sometimes as the manager or leader, you're privy to certain details or stuff that you don't necessarily you know, feel like letting everyone live the day-to-day -day soap opera with. And then, you know, sometimes it's easy for people to come in and they're like, well, why is this this way or that way or that way? And you're like, fuck, I'm just trying to like keep the tires on the car. Well, you know? and some companies, especially uh, kind of uh, bigger companies fail because nobody's willing to make those hard decisions. Or nobody's <laughs> actually managing the department. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's why startups are successful, right? Is you got to make those hard decisions quickly. You get to big corporations and nobody wants to make a hard decision. Yeah, or they have to go through nine tranches of decision makers or boards or different things like that. And that's actually the, the upside of the startup in general is that kind of agile, nimble ability to do what you just said, like make quick decisions. So that can be good too, sometimes in a good way, sometimes well, like, in a bad way. Um, one of my relatives that works at a company I may or may not have been affiliated with one of his frustrations now is it's a big corporation is it's hard for him to voice his feedback and opinion about how the company could do better at various things. And like, yeah, it just comes on deaf ears. Like nobody cares anymore. Right. And like, and that, that's frustrating as an employee. Well, I th let's keep moving here. I think this next one is something I see so much with our own hiring at full scale. You know, when we, right. we hire a lot of people from, uh, big companies like Accenture and I mean, I'm not going to go down the list, but there's right. a lot of them and a lot of them are just, they, they feel bored or unchallenged by the work. I think that's a big part of it is, is people need to be challenged. Like I just hired a DBA to work for us, uh, over in Cebu at full and, scale. And for those that aren't familiar, DBA stands for database administrator. Right. And that was his whole thing of wanting to come work for us. He's like the place he was at, he was kind of bored. There were two or three people on his team. There wasn't a lot of work to do. He was ready for a challenge. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think the people that we've hired, and I love seeing this, you know, they, they want to not only challenge themselves, but they want to become better at what they do. Um, so I think some of the, you know, as we kind of list some of these problems, we can also talk about some solutions. And I think that if you have people doing things that, you know, I don't really love the term uh, pay grade. <laughs> but it for maybe lack of a better term right now, if you have if you have people that have 15 years of experience continually doing things that someone with one year of experience should be doing, that's going to kind of it can wear on you. Uh, I think that tedious and repetitive things any any ability you have to automate or reduce redundancy, you know, that's why automation exists, because no one wants to sit there and do the same thing 10 million times a day. Right. Well, and hopefully all your employees have some form of career advancement right to that point, like they should be moving on to do bigger, better things as they advance through their career. And I, this is all especially true in tech jobs, because if you're a developing like Windows desktop applications or something for three years in a row, you get like you get good at it, but you kind of get bored at it and your skills may become kind of stagnant. It's like, well, now all that stuff is really going to be more HTML based or, you know, some different set of technology. It's not Windows Forms anymore, WPF, or these different technologies. It's like they need to keep learning new stuff or their, their skill set becomes very stagnant And because there's always new stuff in technology. And so for anybody who works in technology as a job, it's important that you're always kind of learning some new technology so you kind of stay up with the, uh, the times. 
I think you could almost add bored, unchallenged, and unimpressed with the work. <laughs> well, I said just unimpressed. <laughs> it's like, you know, all right, so Stackify is considered one of the marquee teams to be on at the full-scale office. It's because it's interesting. It's engaging. It does something that the people that are on the team, like, see a need and a use for. Because mm-hmm. they're all experienced senior guys. They're like, wow, if I'd have this at these nine other jobs I've been at over 20 years or whatever, that would have been really great. And so I think that, you know, I, I ran into that a lot when I worked in the music industry. So, you know, when I'm working for Roland, it's world's largest manufacturer of electronic musical instruments. You know, it's a big company. It's like $5 billion a year in revenue. There were so many people that were there that were just happy to work for Roland. Right. They're like, I get to be around yeah. all this like cool cutting edge stuff. I'm trying these products. You know, they were music nerds and they got, they were literally like right there in the mecca of electronic stuff. Right. And it was yep. really cool. And like now the company didn't take advantage of that and pay people less, but they probably could have, you know, but it was, it was a testament towards, you know, being around the things you're passionate about. Okay. This next reason is the one that uh, is going to lead to me quitting the podcast. Oh shit. Relationships with coworkers. I actually, I'm not going to, I can't quit you, Matt. I think it's one of the key reasons why people um, stay at a job too, right? Like, yeah. like maybe their manager is so-so, but they just love the team they work with. I, we run into that yeah. at our full-scale office too. They're but, like, we have like a nearly non-existent turnover. But then we all know. It's because they like each other. Then we all, you know, know somebody that works at a restaurant and there's like all sorts of drama amongst all the coworkers and nobody wants to work there, right? Yeah. Like. You get into that part of it too. That's also why I'm quitting the podcast. The drama, why on, the work. on-air drama, yeah. is getting to be at an all-time high. That's why I don't work in restaurants. Is that is that the real reason? Yeah, yeah. You don't even like cooking for your kids. How would you do it for hundreds That's true. of people every day? That's true. Well, how about a lack of opportunity to use their skills and ability? I mean, that's kind of related to being bored and unchallenged, but. You know, if you want to do one particular thing, say you want to be a XYZ programmer, but you're never going to get that opportunity. Right. I mean, if that's what you really want to do and what you really want to pursue and the opportunity is not right in front of you, well, it might be time to yell next and go somewhere else. Well, it's like sometimes we hire people at full scale and they're like, I really want to be a Java developer, right? So they got to figure out yeah. how to get in that path. And that said, if you happen to need a Java developer, we may have a couple available. We um, might. Well, do you think that a solution for this is, so what do you do when you've got 10 people that want to do a job and you've only, you only need five of them to do it? I mean, do you just like pick the five best and, and let the other five be disappointed? Do you, you know, like that, that's a tough decision. Well, do the other five have other work to do or are we laying them off? Uh, they're going to maybe do something different. I mean, if it's if they can do something different, then maybe you can. If you're laying them off, rotate. you don't have the problem wor- yeah. worrying they're going to quit. Then you can rotate rotate people around, maybe. Sure, but that wouldn't work as a programmer. That would be really inefficient because then you'd sacrifice a large portion of your domain knowledge. Like I think certain things too. Like uh, at Fullsco, we've started offering. Um, so, like recently, we just offered a. Uh, we have a very. It's pretty low impact stuff, but uh, on React javascript doing some training yeah just some little training and and you know trying to bring people up to speed on some stuff and that as simple as getting some people that had some extra bandwidth in our office and experience to create a little two-part seminar 
Yeah. I mean, it, and it didn't even take a huge amount of time. Some of the things we're going to start doing is like, and so attending that and then passing the test afterward may earn you a badge on your employee profile. Oh, yeah. You didn't even know about do that. Do I have any badges on my employee profile? You do. I do. Do you want, you don't want to, I can't say what they are. Well, we've marked this explicit. So actually, yeah, all of our podcasts have that little E on it. So do I have gold stars. No, those would be good too. Yeah, that's but the, but that's helpful because those are some of the things too that we want to well we want to feel like we want our folks to feel like they're moving forward and still learning new stuff and then also we just really thought it would be helpful for our clients to know so we you know doing and we we are launching two different types of certifications we have the ones that well I I don't want to say two different types we have our own official like certifications like hey I've passed this this assessment. And then there's also self-assessments that are saying, hey, even though you don't offer an online, live, living, breathing test for me to take, um, I do have a lot of experience with this other stuff. So um, I, think I, think, the, I think the key point here is career development is really big to, I don't want to say every employee. but Those are the people you should want to hire. Yeah. I mean, you want to hire people that want to get better, not yeah. someone that just wants to sit there and maintain status quo. Right. Or they, or they want to progress to be a manager or, you know, different kinds of you know, other jobs or responsibilities. There's a simple question you can ask your employees or your candidates. What are you passionate about? Like, what do you really want to do? Say, what do you do? And what do you really want to do? Puppies. You want to, you want to raise puppies? Yeah. I'm passionate about puppies. Actually, you're not. About not having them. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, that's so true. Like, it's not, I mean, there's nothing. Okay. But like at Stackify, we hire people in support and the goal is to train them, learn more about what we do, learn about our product and then advance their career into being a software engineer or QA or other positions. And that's what we do. Yeah. So that's like their career path. Yeah. And that's, and you know, if you're listening and you're an employee somewhere, I mean, sometimes you got to climb the ladder a little bit too. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Okay. Um, How about they don't, they don't like their contribution of their work or the organization's business goals. Well, I think it's kind of um, one of the things I touched on earlier is feeling like they're contributing. Yeah. Right. Like, does the work that I do really matter? Do people get to use it? Do they like it? Am I helping the company? All those sort of things. Or am I just like digging a hole and nobody cares? Like, hey, you have nothing better to do. Go dig a hole. Yeah. That's what I did most of the weekend. <laughs> and put Easter eggs in the hole? No. No? No. No. I did actually it was yard work. I did a whole bunch of it. And then I got halfway through it. And I said, oh, shit, I got to do the other half of this now. And then I became a little depressed about that. And then I finally did it. You tried to recruit me to come help do this, didn't you? Yeah. Whew, I'm glad I dodged Lack that. of help from coworkers. Yeah, I'm glad I dodged Re- that. New, new reason for quitting. Mm-hmm. I, I did quit my, my I was job. working on other skills and career development. I quit that job last <laughs> night. So, you know, at about 8.30 last night, I quit my job as a yard worker. Good. So, yeah. Um, I think the business's goals at the same time are, it's tough to always keep in alignment with those that you work with. And, you know, we've... I, you know, what is your business's goals? Like, are, is your, are your goals as a founder completely different than the business? And they might be. That isn't necessarily bad, but it's not always good. Am I right? I think everybody wants to know at the end of the day if we're winning or losing. That's part of it, right? And yeah. then how do I help? 
mean, every founder wants to cash a big check with a bunch of commas on it at the end. And that's Three not, commas. It, yeah, that's not exactly uh, that's not exactly the goal of every employee because they're not going to necessarily share in that. Or as a way to fix that, doing something that would allow them to share in some of that success. I'm a big I'm a big fan and and proponent of employees and people in an organization having a vested interest in the success of the business, especially financially. Sure. So, I mean, that, that could be something, uh, you know, I, I like to say money makes a soft pillow. Um, you just sleep a lot better at <laughs> night, you know, when you have a if your head is resting on that bag of money that you just brought into the bedroom or whatever. So, you know, it's like, but the point is, is with, with, if everyone shares in the same financial goals and they're rewarded for that success, they can use that money to do a lot of the other things that they may be lacking. And that's that where you get that, you know, sleeping a little better at night. Um, what, well, you talked about everyone wants to know for winning or losing. Here we go. Knowledge about your organization's financial stability. And Everybody can, wants a stable job. Can I borrow a couple bucks while we're at it since we're being open? Yeah, I've got a whole stack of money in my office. Do you? Yeah. Did you use it as a soft pillow last night? Well, they're Filipino pesos. Was that count? Yeah. I also have Taiwan and Singapore money. I'm not sure where I would spend. I don't have any dollar. I don't have any U.S. dollars. Sorry. Damn it. I'm a world traveler. So, you know, financial instability, a lack of sales, recent layoffs, or reducing work hours, maybe freezing pay increases. I mean, bad press about your organization. Everybody wants a stable job. You know, lots of employee turnover. What about merging or being acquired by another company? That creates some weirdness. I People went, quit. I, I went through that when I used to manage a chain of retail stores that sold musical instruments. And we merged with a larger company. Uh, so, And I started on that first day. And I got went to a meeting. And they're like, okay, um, we probably need to fire 30% of the company. And it's because they had three people mm -hmm. and three different chains that were all doing the same job. Right. Yeah. The anxiety around all those stores. Some people just quit. They just said, fuck it. I'll make it easy on you. I quit. And it was that, that mm -hmm. was that. And then, and then later, a few years later, that, uh, same business was under a lot of financial pressure because it had like a 20 million, it lost like a $20 million lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And they started closing stores and get weirdest meetings I've ever been to. Like they would have a guy show up and they would say, um, okay, so I'm here to let you know that we're shutting down this branch and your jobs are not going to exist in four months. And I said, well, who's our regional manager? Regional manager is a forward thinking term. There is no future here. It was just like the weirdest thing. Like, Weird. I, yeah. And people literally got up and left in some of those meetings. They're like, once again, they're like, fuck it. I don't need this. I'm out. So yeah, that, I mean, you gotta be careful when you make some of your decisions that you're not going to send shockwaves, um, you know, and like, I mean, employees that are worried about stuff, like I just said, they're going to get up and bail. Well, this goes right into the next, the next topic on our list here is having a good, you know, culture. And yeah. if the cult, if the, uh, sentiment around the office is very negative or toxic and, and potentially because some of the reason we just talked about because of financial things or the merger or whatever. Um, that all leads to it. But in general, just the culture. I mean, we at Stackify, we've had a couple people before that were just kind of negative and they were just kind of toxic to have around the office and they rub off on everybody else. Yeah. And it's just, 
And I think people also, also with the work culture too, especially if you're like producing things and you know, we're around software and different stuff like, like that a lot, which often has like deadlines. Well, you get to pick and choose your, your, uh, five alarm fire yeah. triggers, you know, and, and you can't constantly redline your staff because that, that too is negative. We're not making this deadline. That That's negative. That's not a positive comment. And then also you just like, you know, literally episode 88 talking about startup burnout, right? Well, you're going to burn people out. So you got to pick and choose. I, I'd like to really be very, very picky about what exactly I'm going to ask for favors on, you know, like even down to just asking someone or a couple of people to stay for 30 minutes after five or whatever, like yeah, pick, you don't want to burn them out. Yeah. Just pick and choose those situations. So, and, and by the way, the fewer of those you ask for, the easier it is to get them at the times that you need. So but I think overall having a good company culture is kind of a, sometimes kind of a hard thing to put your finger on exactly what that means. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I it doesn't mean always mean more ping pong tables no. and, and, you know, champagne, you so know, mimosa here, Saturdays, um, appreciating your employees, training with respect, um, compensation, benefits, perks, all those things. Um, I mean, there's, I think there's a few employees at Stackify that would say it's one of the best places they've ever worked. Well, the, but sometimes it's hard to describe why exactly. Just well, that, everything you mentioned is recognition of mm-hmm. employee performance. You know, I mean, pay is a, a form of recognition benefits. Also sometimes like, for example, after, well, we last Thursday, a lot of work went in to the live studio oh, podcast yeah. and we'd never done that before. And I was just, I made sure I wanted, I, you know, right there at the venue telling everyone afterward, great job. Thank you. Absolutely. This happened because, you know, we had little bumps or whatever, you know, things happen, especially when you do live sound. Thanks, Johnny. We love you. It was Johnny, Sorry about the joke it was Johnny and Breland too. She was down yeah. there helping with all that. And, you know, you run into goofy little things like getting down there and realizing, oh, wow, um, there's a 15 foot spread in either way that we don't have long enough headphone cables for, you yeah. know, and like that, it's like a little goofy thing like that can throw off your whole thing and being able to have someone that, you know, they didn't call us and go, we need headphone cables. I mean, it's going to fix the problem, you know, and, and there's just little things you got to recognize. So, um, so we've been talking about the importance of the financial stability and all these things. And, one of the most important things I think uh, is just communication in general. I mean, that was one of the the feedback we got at one time at Stackify from some of our employees. Like there just wasn't a lot of communication from the executive team. Like people didn't know, are we, are we winning or losing? Are we financially stable? Because we didn't tell them, right? Um, and so that's where we started to have monthly employee meetings. So now we have monthly employee meetings and that's part of the goal is to continue to reiterate over and over and over, how is the company doing? What are our goals? Are we achieving our goals? You know, what are recent successes we've had, et cetera, et cetera. That communication, like everybody wants that communication. Well, we've even, even at full scale, we've been trying to do a better job with that. Like we had a meeting last week and, you know, you don't want to fill up your whole entire week with meetings. And, you know, Daryl, what really drives Daryl crazy is meetings to schedule meetings. God, that's horrible. Yeah. It's like the issues Gigabook or something. Yeah. To, oh, wait, you can do that stuff online. Yeah. You can oh, schedule wow. meetings online. Wow. Um, you know, so much of we talking about recognition. Well, it's one of the lack of things, you know, it just shit benefits. And that's hard as a startup. 
it's hard to hire. That had a good benefit. Yeah, we're yeah. here in Kansas City. We're one of the the is is Cerner the world's largest medical software company now? They got to be close if they're not. I don't know. They just have. I mean, they have what eighty five billion dollars in revenue or something insane like that. But my point is, is you're talking about being at a startup as opposed to being at Megacorp. Well, Megacorp has good benefits. Mm-hmm. They do. It's tough to compete, especially get people like Microsoft. They'll give out like $40,000 a year in stock options to every employee yeah. and stuff, right? Like becomes, that's hard to compete with. It's hard to compete with, especially when you don't even have fucking stock. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at Stackify, we have some really, really good benefits though. Um, hard work, low pay and long hours. Yeah. That's I sign me up. Really good benefit. Where do I sign up? <laughs> you know, the uh that's none of that is true. But I you know, the thing is as well is I think don't water don't water down your ability to compensate people financially with a bunch of benefits that they didn't give a shit about. If you guess what? If you pay someone more, they can afford a gym membership. Well, that's the and that's the problem you have. Um there's such a lack of IT talent like here in Kansas City and everywhere that it's sort of an auction. So you're an arms race. You're, yeah. Your employees are getting offers all the time to go work for somebody somewhere else. And you've got to have a good company culture and other benefits and stuff like that. So they're not always lured away by that extra couple thousand dollars a month or, or a year or whatever. You know, one thing that'll really tick a lot of people off and make some head to the door is uh, hiring or promoting the wrong people. I know. Like no one, I mean, here's the thing. There's one position that can one person can be promoted or someone will be hired. So you have a couple of things there. A, if you're going to promote someone, you're probably going to take a couple of people off. It's not the worst communication to sit down and let someone know why they didn't get the promotion. Right. Yep. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to necessarily blast them, let them know what they could have done better. And then sometimes, you know, someone else was just better suited for the position. And now, don't expect that everyone that you tell that step to, to just grin and, and nod their head and say, okay, babe, maybe that next time they're going to be a little ticked off about it. But, um, and then also, you know, if you're going to hire someone for a position that others are going to, you're passing over everyone that's already been there that could be promoted for that. When you hire people like new managers, directors, people like that, you just have to be prepared. Like, and, and, you know, you got to communicate with your team about that. Say, hey, look, you guys have done an amazing job up to this point, but nobody, including me, has 15 years of experience like this guy or girl that I'm about to bring in. Am I wrong? Am I right? No, you're right. It's it's all about communication. I mean, I got to give people a chance to, right? It's like when you're trying to hire another podcast host. Mm-hmm. And you're worried that when you do that, the one that you've been hosting with is going to potentially quit. It's okay. The The benefits are so stingy at the Startup Hustle podcast. The pay is, it, we actually might, we spend money. I, did, I did get free food the other night when we did the live one. I got free food. You so. really didn't though, because Full Scale's a, like a, a platinum, we paid for we're it? like a platinum sponsor of oh, the startup geez. foundation. So in a way we, we did pay for it. So, yeah, but, and then, you know, as we kind of round out this episode and, you know, it, does your company have the ability to, do you have growth? 
Absolutely. StackFi is growing like crazy. Right. So it's full yeah. scale. We actually just had a guy that took a job. He had been at a major company in Cebu for a decade and wanted to come work with us because he could see how fast we were growing and knew that there was a lot of opportunities. I mean, that's just the way it goes sometimes in some things. You can't create opportunity where it doesn't exist. Now, at the same time, I've created my own growth opportunities in the past. I mentioned earlier that I worked for a, a, a musical instrument retailer. Right. I saw a need for a specific type of leadership across 15 stores. I created a presentation. I, I finally, after it took me even a couple months to get in front of the right people. And I said, look, this is what I can do. This is duplicated. This is what I've done at this location. I can do it at 14 others, blah, 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 blah. A couple of weeks later, I was in a newly formed position and I did well with it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can, you know, you have to look a little past, hey, this job is open. Okay, well, here's a suggestion. If you can, if you can explain to the people that you work with how you're going to make them more money or save them more money or maybe even do both, they're probably going to listen. Am I right? Yeah, I think you're right. Would and you take that meeting right now if an employee was like, hey, Matt, I can help our sales increase. I can lower our expenses. You got a minute? I think we're having a meeting about that tomorrow. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. We are. Well, and so in regards to growth opportunities, I, I think is maybe one of our final thoughts. This kind of is the exclamation point on why you can recruit people to come work at a startup too. And it's about the growth opportunity. Yeah. Because if, if you go take a job at some big corporation, odds are they're plugging you in somewhere and you're following a bunch of policies and procedures that already exist. They're going to tell you exactly how to do your job and you go do it. And things are really and you don't ask any questions. Yeah. And don't ask any questions. Just go your day, do your damn job. Right? And, your best, and your, best, your best opportunity for growth might be to spend one year going from blah, 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 two to blah, 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 one. Where at a at a startup or a growth company, now all of a sudden you're the person who's helping figure out those policies mm -hmm. and procedures, figuring out how to do things, forging new ground. And that's way more fun and exciting. You started with four people and now you're at 40 and you're like the guy that people are coming and asking yeah. questions to. You're the guru that figured it all out. Or didn't. Or didn't. That's right. Well, so, you know, that's another thing too, though. I, I think it's important to... You know, just because someone's been there for longer does not mean that they're automatically the best person. No. But, yeah, the first programmer you hired does not mean he's a CTO. Yeah. and Doesn't mean know, he knows how to do all sorts of leadership and management things. Right, right. It I means mean, he I, might know how to write code. And maybe not even very good at that. He you, just might have been the random person you hired. Even though this isn't on our list, and we'll use this to round this out, I think one of the big things, too, is understanding the personalities of the people that you work with and around and the personality types. Like yes. there are specific personality types that are just like inherently not going to succeed. You know, like for me, I would not be a good accountant. I can do accounting, but I have to like force myself to like want to do it because the, it just, it's just not my thing. I like to sell and promote things and, and, and be a leader and stuff like that. And, and, if I got pushed into that role, I would end up quitting because it's just not a good fit for my personality we, style. We recently hired somebody at Stackify that immediately the first week we kind of figured that out. Like they were just the wrong personality right. for the job. Yeah. We're like, this is just not going to work. 
uh, discussing what kind of personality and having an understanding of what kind of personality. It'd be like if someone's super introverted and not talkative, having them in a job of outgoing phone calls is probably not a right. good idea. And they're probably not going to like it. They're not going to want to do it. You're going to end up with someone quitting, you know, and, and it's not, it's not a mystery. I mean, you can Google personality styles and jobs, type that into Google and you'll get a whole lot of articles. Like, and, and a lot of them just have lists like type a people are better at things that they, they feel better suited for things related to sales, promotion, pr presentation, phone calls, stuff like that. And they're typically not super detail oriented. Well, and I always say that about, the shortage of people in IT, people think like, oh, we're just going to retrain everybody to be right. software developers. I'm right. like, they don't have the personality or maybe the intellect to do this. Yeah. Well, someone said to me over the weekend, it was uh, actually yesterday at Easter, and they, you know, were talking about STEM and all these things and all these people there, you know, like, yeah, I know it, it was my cousin said, well, I know a guy is like 35 and he's just decided he's going to learn how to be a programmer. I said, cool. In two years, he will be on par with a seven-year-old. It's a good point. I mean, now, does that mean we shouldn't, he shouldn't try to do it? No, not necessarily. Cause I'd like to think he is more that he's smarter and more experienced and understands the practical applications I, things. But when it comes to like writing code or doing different things, like, I mean, kids are doing that at five, six, seven. And you know, like, I, I do think though that, so there are certain people that do the career changing like that, which is good. Like one of our best examples of Megan that works for us, she used to be a mortician yeah. and, you know, she changed careers and it's a job she's I'd awesome, quit. right? It's a job I'd quit. So people can do it, but I think to the point is before they try and do it, there are, there should be some sort of like personality profiling or logic testing, there things is. like that. To figure out like, are you the right kind of person? It's all over the internet, man. To do this. Yeah. It's all over the internet. I mean, when I, if I take a personality profile or evaluation, it'll say, it'll invariably say that I should be a promoter. Or just something like you should have a podcast sales promotion. They come up with those things, you know, like different types of, I don't feel uncomfortable speaking in front of groups of people. You know, what we were talking to, I, I had to host a show, which, and for those of you listening, like don't fool yourselves. The preparation that goes into these episodes is minimal. It's intended to be that way. That's the dynamic. We like to not overthink it. This isn't about having a presentation. It's more, more about having a conversation. But trying to do that and keep that moving in front of 100 people, there's a million different things that can go wrong. Like a microphone squealing with a little feedback in your yep. ear. You know, and like, does that put you off track? And like some people with the wrong personality style, it just kind of clips a little panic button in them. And they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. People that are really introverted or whatever, you, they are a different person when you put them in front of a room full of 100 people. Like I said the other day, I'm the right personality to work in an emergency room. Yeah. But there are certain other personalities that are not. <laughs> well, right, right. And, you know, sometimes, and that's, but that's, you know, important to understand. Well, anyway, I mean, I think we got through a lot of different stuff here. I think that, um, I think these are all really valid points. Which one was your favorite? Mm, I think communication. I like think so much of it having with your it? employees is good communication I think, in regards to their career development, to how the company is doing, to everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick two. I'm going to go with the relationship with the boss. I think you got to believe in the people that are – got to believe in your leaders. Um, and if you happen to just be around someone that's particularly dynamic or someone that 
I don't know, sometimes just the person that says, hey, everything all right? Um, and then also, I think, uh, bored and unchallenged by the work. I think if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then it's just uh, you're, yeah. you're, on a, you're on a countdown. So, Well, it was a good episode. I'm glad we had our, our live audience today. Yeah. Woo! I think that I'm going to have to figure out how to edit in a real live audience. Now. <laughs> We've done no editing up to this point, but now we will. So, all right. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.